Hi, my name is Patrick Puccio from Sitam Church Online. Has it ever occurred to you that God cares for you and He cares for you in such detail that you probably will never get to know? Well, I invite you to join me in this conversation that I've titled, God Cares for His Own. God Cares for His Own. Now allow me to share with you a beautiful psalm, Psalm 121. This is what the Bible says. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, now and forevermore. The Bible makes it abundantly clear from Psalm 121 that God cares for his own. God cares for his own to the extent that he stays awake. He remains awake to run the universe, which is actually his universe. That's the extent to which God cares for his own, that he stays awake to run the universe. You see, it's possible when you're going through some challenging seasons to imagine that God has abandoned us to our own devices, that God has taken a walk and has just left events to unravel on their own. Absolutely not. God stays awake to run his universe. He allows events uh, to happen in his universe. He regulates those events and he concludes those events, including this global pandemic. God might have allowed it. He's regulating it, but he will end it because this is his world. This is God's show. He invites you and I to participate, but the show is God's. God cares for his own to the extent that he remains awake to watch over us. Now, I'll be drawing your attention to two key words from Psalm 121. The first word is the word watch. This word is repeated five times in this very short psalm. In eight verses, the psalmist would repeat this word five times. Now, someone has said that when God says something once, he means it. When he says something twice, he's emphasizing it. But now when he says something three times, he's trying to hammer it through our thick skulls. So for God to say five times that he watches over us, he is emphasizing, he is shouting from the rooftops, do not be moved, remain unmoved because I care for my own. I watch over my own. Now listen to what the Bible says. Psalm 121 verse, verse 3. He who watches over you will not slumber. Verse 4. He who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Verse 5. The Lord watches 
over you. Uh, verse number seven. He will watch over your life. Verse eight. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. This is the extent to which God cares for us. Now when I think of the word watch, a couple of pictures come to my mind. The first picture that comes to mind is that of a mother or a father, as the case may be, who watches over a newborn. Those of you who have parents can recall when you went home with your firstborn baby, that day or night that you were discharged from hospital. And when you got home, all tired and exhausted, wondering, will I be able to care for this newborn like he or she was cared for in hospital? And when nighttime came and you put your baby in a baby cot or wherever to sleep, I can imagine some of your parents hardly slept that night because you were not too sure you'd wake up and find your baby alive. So some of you, myself included, we kept watch the whole night. As your baby moved like this, you're not too sure that they were breathing. Some of us checked whether your baby was breathing. Some of us checked the temperature just to be sure that your baby was alive. And for some of us, maybe this went on for a long time. Maybe I'm speaking to a first-time parent and you're saying, I can identify with that. Yes. Now, that's the first picture that comes to mind of parents watching over a newborn baby. Guess what? Because you are a human being, you will give in to sleep and slumber. You will fall asleep at some point. And you'll get used to the idea that your child will sleep okay and you too deserve some sleep. But the beauty about our God is that when parents go to bed, when they should have been watching over their children, God keeps awake. That's the extent to which God cares for us. He remains awake to run the universe. And part of what he does while running the universe is watching over you. When you go to bed, when you rise up, when you go out, and when you come back, that's the extent to which God cares for us. And he does a better job than any parent can possibly do. But the second image that comes to my mind when I think of the word watch is the image that is painted for us in Psalm 127 verse 1. That of a God watching over the city. See, the Bible says in Psalm 127 verse 1, unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman or the God stays awake in vain. Now this verse was not written for guards and for watchmen. Now this, this verse was written for all of us to remind us that God cares for his own. Now, whether you've hired the military to guard your city, whether you've hired the police, or whether you've hired the paramilitary, or whether you've hired the finest security guard company, they are bound to fall asleep. They are bound to mess. And that's why most thieves strike by night in the dead of the night because they know that at some point, even the very macho-looking guards 
given to sleep. But I came to remind you that God cares for his own to the extent that he remains awake, not just to watch over individuals, but to watch even over cities, over nations, over villages, over the universe, because it's his universe, it's his show that God might sleep. But God neither sleeps nor slumbers. That's the extent to which God watches over us. But a third image comes to my mind. This is the image of a father or a husband keeping guard over his family as they trekked from different parts of Israel to Jerusalem for their annual feasts. You see, Psalm 121 has been referred or categorized by scholars as a, as a psalm of ascent. This was a psalm that was sung by the children of Israel when they trekked from the different parts of Israel to Jerusalem for their three annual feasts. And I can imagine this family trekking through the hills and mountains that surrounded Jerusalem. Families were exposed to all manner of dangers, but the men had to provide cover. They had to provide a watch over their families. Whether they took a couple of days, um, the men were actually required to provide a protection for their families. But guess what? Some of those men failed in their responsibility to watch over their families because they were simply men. They are human beings. But there's a God in heaven who watches over us whether you are flying, whether you are trekking, whether you are driving, God cares for his own. That's the extent to which God cares for us. He remains awake to watch over us as individuals. He remains awake to watch over us as nations, as cities, but he remains to watch, he remains awake to watch over us as people traveling back and forth. God does care for his own. But this brings me to a question I must close with. Are you his own? Are you his own? Do you know him? You see, the psalmist knew God as the maker of heaven and earth, but he also knew him as Lord. In verse 1 of Psalm 121, he asks the question, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? Then he proceeds to answer that question that he raises. He says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The psalmist knew God as Lord and as maker of heaven and earth. See, some of you who are listening to me probably just know him as God the creator. I invite you to consider knowing him more than just the creator, but know him as Lord. Know him as Lord. That is God's desire, that you would know him, not just as the creator of heaven and earth, but as Lord. The psalmist knew God personally. He calls him Lord five times in this psalm. And that is the second word that I'd like to draw to your attention. The first word that I drew to your attention was the word watch. And we saw that this word watch has been repeated five times. But guess what? The word Lord has also been repeated five times in Psalm 121. 
That's the extent to which the psalmist knew his God. He knew him as Lord and he calls him Lord five times. Listen. Verse 2. My help comes from the Lord. Verse 5. The Lord watches over you. Same verse 5. The Lord is your, is your shade at your right hand. Verse 7. The Lord will keep you from all harm. Verse 8. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going. This God desires, he longs to be your Lord. And you ask me, how can I make him Lord? It is very, very simple. It's by establishing a personal relationship with your maker. He's the maker of us all, but he, he longs to be the Lord of all of, all of us. That is why God desires that all men and women will be saved, that he will be the Lord of every man and every woman, of every boy and every girl. If this is not your reality, I invite you this day to make this God of heaven and earth, the maker of heaven and earth, to be your Lord. All you need to do is make this prayer in faith believing. Say this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I confess that I am a sinner. I have sinned against you and fallen short of your glory. This day, I invite into my heart to save me and to change me. I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you say that prayer meaningfully, let me tell you, a miracle has happened.